Hey, welcome to the ETOP podcast. Great to have you here. Another awesome day. Today, we are talking about why you should raise your prices. I know, especially amid all this COVID stuff and everything else is still rolling on forever. Uh, no, no bitterness there. Uh, it's hard to think about raising your prices. You think everyone's kind of struggling. Everyone's getting just getting by. And, uh, you know, how could I possibly raise my prices? Uh, the reality is it's really not the case. You know, there's always winners and losers any time in history, okay? Any any day, any week, any month, any year, any crisis, there's always winners and losers, okay? So that being said, let's just think about your business in particular, okay? That's why I want to talk about this. I want to, I want to give you reasons, even in a bad economy, why you can raise your prices, all right? And, uh, and I'm going to kind of go through this whole thing here with you. But one of the big reasons is it's about value, all right? When money's tighter, people want to get more for their money, right? Now, doesn't mean they're looking to save money. They're looking to get more. And that's the mindset that you have to get. Okay, they want more for their money. They're still going to spend money. No one is going to close their fist completely and not spend anything. Though, just going back to 0809, there was that, there was some rapid constriction back then. But yet, even though I did suffer from people constricting big time, uh, there still was a way to make money. Okay, People were still succeeding in a big way. They had pivoted their business and found new ways to extract that money from the same people. All right, so that's what we're going to talk about here. So just let me ask you, what do you base your prices on? All right, some people just take the cost of the product or service and double it, right? Some combine the cost of goods sold, overhead and payroll, then determine what that cost should be. Okay, some just do what others are charging for the same service or product. All right, so if he's charging 197, that's what I'll charge. All right, so if the industry standards are, let's say, 167 to 197 for your service, you know they may they may pick the median the median range 187. Now does that sound like a good plan? Actually, it's really no plan at all, right? Now you're making the assumption that everyone is delivering the same product and the same experience, right? This is almost never the case. Now, do you think you could raise your price to 297 and still get business? How about 397? All right, now I can assure you this is possible. But first, let's mention the advantage of being $200 higher than any of your competition. Now, if you can charge double your competitors, uh, you know, what, what they can do, you're going to do half the work and still make just as much, right? So more importantly, if you can double your prices and only lose a small percentage of your customers, you're making double the profits, enabling you to expand and dominate your market space. All right, think about that. All right, a lot of people don't. I uh, think a loss of customers could mean loss of income. All right. Now you don't just you don't you don't get to just double your price, okay? Because that'd be really nice if that was the case, right? but you actually have to deliver a unique experience to warrant this increase, right? Now, this ties into some things I've talked about before regarding value, right? People are willing to pay for a unique experience, not just a unique product, right? If you can deliver a unique experience, now this is what they call a wow experience, people will virtually never question your price. People are paying for more than your product or service. They are paying for the experience as well. Let's say you're a construction remodeler and you land an account for an addition on a home. Okay. Now you receive the deposit for the job and tell the people you'll start in two weeks. 
All right, two weeks goes by and you're backed up from the bad weather and a host of other reasons. So you don't start for a month instead of two weeks. Now you may have contacted the customer one time to let them know the delay, but that's it for communication since you received the deposit, right? Now the project finally starts. You forget to let the customer know and all of a sudden there's someone knocking on their door at 7 a.m. and the homeowner's in a towel just stepping out of the shower in the panic. Right? The demolition starts and there's no dust protection set up. The entire inside of the house is now covered in a film of dirt. Right? The music's loud and vulgar. They trash. There's, there's trash all over the site. There's trucks and trailers all over the yard and driveway blocking the garage. So the homeowner needs to ask like three people to move their cars or trucks so they can go to work. All right. Now the crew leaves at 3 p.m. with zero cleanup or notification to the customer. The next day, there's an emergency on another job site, so you redirect the crew over there. Of course, no one calls the homeowner to let them know they won't be there at their house to work that day, so now they've got a torn up, dirty house with a yard that looks like a war zone, and no one working on the project, and this is only day two. All right, now, I want to keep this from going on forever because... The scenario can just get worse and worse and worse, right? We've all kind of been there probably at one time or another. Hopefully never, but most of us have in one case or, or, or other. Now, you can see where this is really going, though, and it's not, it's not going to be good, right? It doesn't matter how good the job turns out in the end. A lot of people think that, well, I give them a great result at the end, right? The experience was awful, and that's what they'll remember. And if, and if you've been in construction any period of time, you should know that bad experiences usually lead to delayed pay if you get paid at all, right? That's when everyone starts nitpicking. They find this, they find that, because they're very angry and upset over the whole experience. So they're going to make you suffer a bit too, and that's going by holding your money, right? So how could you change this scenario? I'll give you a simple one-word action to begin with, and that's communication. This is probably the number one issue most deal with or are very poor at, right? Communication will put your client's worry at ease. They'll feel they're a part of the project, right? They'll know their money didn't head down to the Bahamas and they'll feel confident their job is your number one priority, right? Everyone wants to feel important, right? They want to feel you care that the number one thing, their job is your most important thing on your plate, right? That's, that's the, that's the, um, uh, feeling they should get, right? They, they should feel you're that, just that number one priority. Now, there's still a lot of room for improvement with the average execution of this project, but to bring this back around to why you should raise your prices puts this in perspective, right? You start to really understand why why this can happen. No homeowner, no homeowner would want to deal with, um, with those headaches, that mess, that confusion, that chaos for any price, right? doesn't matter if it's a little bit. They're not going to want to deal with it, all right? If you were able to, to deliver like a near flawless execution of the project with high levels of communication, clean job sites, courtesy, unexpected and meaningful gifts to the homeowner for their inconvenience during the project, and an awesome final thank you gift after the project is complete, what would that be worth to the customer? There are so many ways to raise your game and your prices. Sometimes we get caught up in the day-to-day -day so much, we can't step back and see what our customer sees. Right? We get focused on putting out fires instead of preventing them. Now, this is true for any business, not just construction. All right? I want you to think about this. So if you really want to raise your prices, 
You need to raise your customer experience and the money's going to follow that. All right. Don't be afraid to charge more, but at the same time, you got to deliver more, right? It doesn't cost more money to deliver a better product, a better experience, right? Here's the, here's the real secret of this whole thing. It truly just like saying, thank you. Having manners doesn't cost anything, right? Well, having good communication, cleaning up a job site, having guys who, you know, aren't playing the wrong music. I'm air quoting here, everything else who aren't trashing the place, you know, are showing up on time, getting the work done quickly and professionally. All right. That really doesn't take extra money, right? That doesn't add to your job cost per se. What it does, it, it causes you to create a company culture, a mindset amongst all your people, right? That they understand this is what we do. We are professionals. Now what's a professional, right? First, what's an amateur? Amateur does something because they love it, right? They don't get paid for it, right? They do it because they love it and they want to get better at it. Maybe someday be a pro. Well, what's a pro? Someone who gets paid for what they do. It's that simple. You're a professional. You're a professional carpenter. You're a professional roofer. Whatever it is, you get paid for what you do. If I'm a pro boxer, I get paid to get my, my brains beat in, right? So that's being a professional, right? You need to be a pro. Someone's paying you, so you need to elevate your professional levels. And that's all aspects of what you do. All right, so take that to heart. Really think about that. Look at your business, again, from the outside. Take a look and see what you're actually what you're actually delivering to the customer. Go get in the customer's eyes. Get feedback from past customers. You know, what could we have done better on your project? Ask them that kind of stuff. You know, I know we did a good job. I know you loved it. You know, was there anything, even if you think it was really smooth, even the smallest thing would help us, you know, become better. We really would like to be better. You know, and what that does, there's a, there's a double little hitch there. When you go back to a previous customer and ask them that, whether it's been a year or maybe it's been a month or three weeks, um, say it was a year ago, guess where you're at now? You're back in front of mind of those people, right? You're going to them because you enjoy them, remember them, and you want to learn and want to be better. So what does that tell them? It tells them that you're about improving and getting better. Hey, maybe you did a really good job, but a couple more things that you could do if they gave you one little hint and then you actually do that, what does that tell that previous customer? Wow, these guys are really into what they do. They really want to be better. Man, I really I really should recommend them to my friends. Right? That's what it's about. It also leads into that, that double that's that double hit, right? Now you get them to start remembering what you do, why you do it, and why it's okay for them to refer their friends to your business, right? Cuz remember their names at risk. Okay, and that three-person exchange, you, the customer, um, and their and their referral friend, your customer's name is at the greatest risk of their good name, right? If you're if you're a bust out when you go help their friend, well, their friend might not like you or not pay you or whatever, but they're certainly not going to like their friend for giving them that bad referral. So I'm going to end this here. Keep it relatively short here, but think about that again. Get those outside eyes. Take a look. Make your business better. Deliver an unbelievable experience. Get creative. Do what no one else is doing. That's what sets you apart. You know, don't be afraid to charge more than everybody else. There's nothing wrong with it. Guys do it all the time. It's valid. And then back it up with your communication, service, everything else you do with your business. All right. Think about this. Put it into play. Love to hear if you've done this. If you do this currently, how well it's working. 
uh, let us know. If you haven't jumped on my free group, uh, Escape the Owner Prison, Break Free Now on Facebook, do that, of course. Uh, jump on that. But also share this podcast. Maybe you got some friends who are in business. I'll uh, write a quick review on this. Give me a five-star on this thing. But share it to people. Let, let, let this get out there. These are simple simple tips and tricks in the industry. have been doing this for over 30 years. Um, of course, check out Escape the Owner Prison, my best-selling book. If you haven't read that, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, get into that. It's going to give you a ton of great stuff. Uh, to make your business that much better and for you to escape the owner prison, right? To get those shackles off so you can enjoy your life, enjoy the freedom that your business is supposed to create and uh, just make it magnificent, all right? Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Top Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and if you liked what you've heard, please leave a great review for us. Your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison. Also, check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with ETOP on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.